Hello and welcome to the Digital Gold Dust podcast, co-hosted by designer Sammy Phillips and copywriter Lee Tierney. We're here to share those kindred conversations that are often missing in the world of business ownership. Stories of life as a soulful business owner, what it means to tell your story online as a sensitive soul, what makes great copy and design and all manner of shimmering stuff in between. Let's open today's pot of gold dust and dive into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of uh, Digital Gold Dust and very excited today to have another celebrity guest, I would say. <laughs> yes, celebrity guest. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> we made it, Mum. <laughs> As we welcome um, the wonderful Maddie Shine uh, with us today. So don't say we don't treat you um, to our lovely listeners. Um, so yeah, a real treat today. And obviously we couldn't have a season all based around visibility without chatting to Maddie. So um, a little introduction for anyone that doesn't know Maddie already, then um, Maddie is a visibility coach for women in business. She's helped thousands of female entrepreneurs in, with training courses and her Visible Vibes online community. She firmly believes that life is literally full of opportunity and it's up to us to find and get booked by those who want to work with us. Specialising in the creative industries, she has been featured on many industry stages, podcasts, events in the UK and around the world. And a few million gifts. I'm just going to add that in as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, 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 you may know me from gifts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, when, when people look at me sideways in the pub and I'm like, don't worry, it's not porn. Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> Which is why we say that you're our celebrity guest. <laughs> yeah. um, not not porn, obviously. Maddie, we love this bit of copy from your website. Um, so we're just going to share it with our, our listeners because we think it's really on point. As a business coach, I help women who run their own businesses get visible. That's right. I help women just like you show up authentically for your clients, for yourselves and yes, for Google. I think of visibility like a buffet. You don't have to eat everything at the table, but you do have to eat to see results in your business. You are a fabulous, talented business owner. You know this because you have a good idea. You've created things that people enjoy and you've had happy clients and customers. You just don't have enough of them. And I think that's, you know, really um in tune with a lot of what we've been saying through this whole series about visibility is you can do visibility your own way and I think that's probably going to be a big theme of this episode um yeah. for us all to chat through now for our listeners yes Maddie is kind of a celebrity um but we've actually kind of both known Maddie in some way shape or form for years so Maddie and I although we were just talking about when this was because it feels like kind of a past life thing honestly <laughs> Maddie and I met at a supper club uh six or seven years ago um yeah. probably now actually thinking about it and that is another shout out to Vicky Schilling there because that was a Vicky Schilling supper club um it feels like we talk about we mentioned Vicky in every episode because she's a big Rude. part of how our circle <laughs> cool ended up forming well, yeah too right she's brilliant yeah <laughs> um I've been on your mailing list I think probably forever Maddie and I know Sammy's <laughs> taken your blogging what used to be your blogging for gold course 
so to us, Maddie, you're pretty much the peak of visibility. Um, and funnily enough, weirdly, you showed up at the weekend rather unexpectedly. Guys, can we talk about the fact that there's a picture of the two of you? Um, yeah, with my dad. Yeah. Honestly, it was nuts. I was I was at this random pub that I've never been to before. My partner loves this pub. It's out on Cushels in the Surrey. I've never been there before. And I was just standing in the queue and I was like looking at the back of this woman's head and I was like, that looks like a, looks like a lot like Sammy. Like, but I've never met Sammy in real life. And then I was like, oh, I'm a bit drunk. I don't know whether I should say hello anything. <laughs> and, then, and then so I thought, ah, screw it. And I just sort of like walked up to the bar and I just like leaned around like a really cartoon way and like staring at her. Just thought, because if it's not her, it'd be really funny anyway. And then uh, you turned around and you were like, oh my God. And it was, like, it was amazing. And Sammy's family are the, the sweetest family, honestly. They all were just like, can I have a hug? Can I have like the kindest family, honestly? I've never felt more like a celebrity than when I met your family. <laughs> it was amazing. It's so funny because I was just, it was one of those like really like double take moments, like you say, because we've never yeah. met in real life, but known each yeah. other, but, you know, kind of again in circles. Yeah, yeah. Years, so it's kind of like, yeah. oh, oh, you're real. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Yeah, it was amazing. We were just like joking. We were like, we've never seen each other's legs. We don't know how tall we are. Like, it's funny because we're so used to head and shoulders from Zoom, right? And mm -hmm. it was just like, it was like, oh, hi, person in real life. We're actually in 3D and, you know, like, oh, it was so much fun. Yeah, it was, like, it was I thought I saw some blue hair earlier, but just didn't kind of like tie it in. And I was like, oh, there we go. <clears throat> of course, it's Maddie. And it is literally my local. And yeah. so um, big shout out to the Hope um in yeah. a community pub which um is obviously probably no surprise with um with finding us there because they're they're great and um yeah beer festivals there are always good fun so um that was yeah yeah very very happy day <laughs> yeah so random it's yeah. kind of the power of visibility that the two of you had never met in real life but you instantly recognized each other when you did meet in real life yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> I think that I really like it when things like that happen anyway, you know, like it doesn't happen that often. Um, but I do particularly, I don't know, there's something about happening in this part of the world as well, like in a smaller town, you're like, oh, sure, I know that person on the street or whatever. But yeah, it's, um, I think definitely the power of Instagram, eh? Making connections like that. Absolutely, Lovely. absolutely. Um yeah, and very serendipitous being just just before we did the podcast. It was like yes. next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um yeah. <clears throat> Maddie, you used to be known as the visibility queen, and I know you're not using yeah. that term anyway. So I think that's probably like a little bit of a teaser for um for the sort of pivot, the great pivot Ooh. um that you've done quite recently. So um, do you want to tell us a little bit about how about well, that. yeah <laughs> yeah kind of like I guess what led to that to that point and what the great pivot was is as um, yeah. Yeah, been a big absolutely yeah so I have actually pivoted quite a few times in my business I've been running my business now 11 years this month um so I started out kind of basically like a VA like a virtual assistant uh, but because I'd had a marketing background, I quickly started helping people with uh, website management, with blogging, 
the social media, all that kind of stuff. And so it very quickly sort of snowballed into, I've been, I was trying to run a full stack marketing agency on my own, um, which, didn't, which didn't work out quite so well. I got quite burnt out, funny enough. Um, but I got, I, I got quite quickly known as an SEO expert um, because I had this marketing background and I'd been doing all this kind of side hustling, essentially, and sort of picking up all this knowledge and experience along the way. And so then sort of someone anointed me this title SEO queen. And I was like, oh, okay, fine, um, let's go with it. And then I sort of started doing more and more SEO, getting found on Google, all that jazz. And because I'm quite good at uh, uh, turning boring, dull information into something that people are actually motivated to do something about, then obviously SEO lends itself quite well to that because SEO is dry as dust uh, most of the time. And <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I was just like, no, no, but if you do it like this, and, and they're like, oh, people, including yourself, Sally, you're like, oh, oh, in that case, yes, that, that feels like something doable and manageable and achievable. And then people got really great results from it. So I started launching all these kind of courses. Um, that was about the time I met you, Lee, at that, at that dinner, at supper club. Um, and I, you know, was doing all these launches and in lockdown, online courses had a massive boom. So I just basically really went into that, launched a membership community called Visible, Visibility Yay at the time, and now called Visible Vibes, because we rebranded that last year. I say we, me, I rebranded it. Um, and then my team, <laughs> The royal we, uh, my multiple personalities. And um, then I was kind of like, just before the pandemic, to be honest, I sort of said to a business coach, I was like, I'm really, I really see the end of SEO expertise in my mind coming because I don't want to talk about keywords for the rest of my life. I just, I just don't want to do that. And because I'd already done these other evolutions, I thought, you know, I can do this next one. And, uh, and I'm really glad I didn't at that time because, you know, trying to do a, a, a pivot in lockdown, as we know from men, witnessing so many pivots, sometimes it did work very well, sometimes it didn't. And I thought, no, I'll just leave into the SEO for now and I'll do that. And it did work very well. And lots of people got fantastic results, which I'm delighted with. I taught over 150 women about blogging, blogging to get to page one of Google, um, but also about telling their stories and about putting words to a virtual screen rather than waiting for people to pay them to tell those stories and I really started to see hang on a second I'm really helping women find their voices I'm helping them go for other opportunities you know women were kind of showing up on video in a way that they weren't before they were doing my courses they were going on podcasts they were launching their own podcasts they were doing all sorts of wonderful things as a result of the confidence they were finding by from doing my courses. So this is where I sort of started uh, just about, I'm gonna say 18 months ago now, kind of going, right, the great pivot, it's coming. And then so earlier this year, 2023, I basically made the announcement. And it's not really like a massive pivot. In to many people, people are like, you still teach SEO. Fine, I do. However, it's not the focus because it never really was the focus. So I taught, you know, I love to talk about why we aren't visible as women. I love to talk about how we've been told to sit down, shut up, not have an opinion, not dare share our thoughts. You know, I've been, I, I love talking about um, confidence and how that doesn't look a certain, because I do think people kind of go to me, well, it's all right for you, you're loud and you're confident. And 
I certainly wasn't always this way. I wasn't born with blue hair. You know, like it was just all these kinds of elements. I was like, well, what what kind of brought me to this? And what is it that I admire with people who are showing up on Instagram? Because they're not showing up like me. They're showing up like them. And that's what I love. And how can I show women that all things, all these things are possible? So that's really what we're focusing on. So I still have SEO elements. So I'm still going to be teaching blogging for gold probably one more time in in September. Um, but I'm also moving more and more towards helping people launch that course that they really want to do. So I've got a program to do that called Teach What You Know. I've got Momentum, which is marketing with personality course. You know, things like this. It's much more exciting and to me to teach. And of course, that's kind of the point. Like I love serving all these women, but also if you're not happy with how your business model's going, um, yeah. then you know, you've got to ultimately change it up to to keep you stimulated and keep you excited about it, right? So mm -hmm. I do think that we don't allow ourselves enough space. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna be that example I wanna see. And uh, so yeah, so I, I very happily announced that earlier this year. It's exciting. Hmm. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it it does sound a little bit like the business was initially kind of driven more by market forces and kind of ran away with itself effectively whilst you were kind of figuring out right what this yeah. works this works and then you kind of had that sort of wait but what do I want from yeah. this kind of yeah. moment is that I, for sure for sure I was I was listening to uh, different business coaches advice rather than relying on actually how do I want to show up and there is a time and a place for a lot of that advice I've implemented I've seen success some of it wasn't for me absolutely fine um, so no disrespect to any of that advice that I got but you know I still do quite a few things that I don't advertise for that I get money for and I used to have a deep shame about that and I was like god if everyone finds out they'll think that I'm somehow not authentic and things like that and actually I just you know I'm like, no I just talk about what I'm passionate about and and I do make money from that and then I do other things to you know because I want a certain kind of lifestyle basically um so yeah so I do think there's a certain amount of deciding for myself and finding that confidence in my own and trusting my own judgment essentially I think there's a lot to be said for that yeah Definitely. And being your own inner compass rather than being entirely guided by, well, this guru says I should do it this way. And that person says that you have to follow this five step process if you're going to win as a business owner. And of course, that doesn't work for a lot of us if it's not aligned no. with our values and what we want from life. Completely. That There is no blueprint. Um, and that might be a controversial thing to say, but yeah, there's no blueprint. So it's just like there's there's guidance, there's support, there's ideas, there's concepts, there's tools and techniques. Yeah. But there can't possibly be a blueprint for us all. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Well, it's not a controversial thing here because we're constantly saying <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So that's what I thought. I just thought, you know, like you two kind of know, you know, you forge your own path. The fact, Lee, that you don't do Instagram, gosh, this is. For some reason, this feels very controversial, but I love it. I'm I here know. for it. I know. Pe people were like, but what will you do? <laughs> um, have some more free time to create content um, and work on my client Ooh. stuff and, you know, walk the dogs. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't do Instagram. I don't do Facebook. 
Um, it is purely LinkedIn um, and the website for me and obviously now the podcast as well. Um, I just didn't find them very helpful spaces and most of my ideal clients are on LinkedIn. So for me, that was kind of just how, how I could show up best without feeling yeah. like I was spread super thin and doing what people said I should do because I don't I don't really respond very well to you should be doing this or I'm going to tell you a prescriptive way to do things <laughs> yeah no absolutely absolutely I think that the word should can get in the bin most of the time because mm. um, all it ever does is yeah. create a spiral of shame I yeah. feel from when we don't do things like I feel like the wrong people listen when you say you should be doing do you want to like I don't mean the wrong people I mean the people who are already berating themselves rather than the people who need to hear the advice you know what I mean like does that make make sense yeah um yeah it certainly gives me a lot of food for thought sometimes because I'm just like oh I probably should be connecting in certain ways on Instagram I did a post last night about this I was like you know you can follow and unfollow whoever you like like it Mm. really doesn't it's there are of course strategies to grow your Instagram more but you know there was something actually Charlotte um who's Charlotte and I were having a chat last year you know if someone gave me a hundred thousand followers tomorrow on Instagram would I be able to cope with that no I wouldn't I wouldn't actually (laughs) so I, I like I much prefer this kind of you know feeling my way kind of process rather than the prescriptive methods for sure definitely I think it's that people can get caught up can't they in the kind of like more is better so like the more followers the more this and more that but then if they're not engaged or you're not actually having the conversations which is the whole point then yeah absolutely I get far less engagement than I ever did um but I get much more meaningful engagement and money and more people are coming to buy my stuff so it's fine yeah. the idea of maintaining a presence sends shivers up my spine um, <laughs> people saying oh well I've, I've got to post because I've got I've got to maintain a presence I'm like but you're not because you're not present you're you're just chucking stuff out there with no purpose or intention yeah that's a real problem I think it's noisy yeah. enough without yeah. you doing that for sure for sure 100% agree yeah so um I feel like we need to just come back a moment we've possibly missed kind of an integral thing of can we talk about what visibility actually means for you Maddie for a minute yeah it means being seen by more of the people who you need to be seen by um in whatever way that looks so that's why I like to think of visibility like a buffet now because you could eat everything at the table you could polish all those plates clean but you're not going to be feeling very well and it's not very sustainable. So actually by sampling different things from those gorgeous big salad bowls of Instagram reels or maybe leaving TikTok right now because you feel like you might be intolerant or, you know, like how far can I go with this analogy? Like you just really (laughs) kind of load up your plate and enjoy that. Um, and I love a buffet, so that's probably why I, get, why I came to it. <laughs> um, you know, just like, I don't know, uh, just diving in. But I do think that there's a lot to be said for there's so many different opportunities to be visible now. 
And I used to say SEO stood for seeking exciting opportunities. I used to have a free Facebook group for it many years ago. And because I've always thought that that's what the internet's about. Like it's all about, okay, that opportunity didn't quite work out. There's millions of other ones. You do not have to go for them all to see success. And you don't even have to try, you don't have to treat them all with the same sense of urgency. You don't have to, um, you know, be doing all of them and maintaining all of them in order to see success. Um, and it can be, it, it can be and is very, very flexible. And I do think that a lot of people kind of feel very rigid and very trapped in this visibility game. And I don't think that is healthy. And I think that is, you know, like you just said, adding to the noise for the sake of it. And I think that we need to take a breath. <laughs> What's actually working? If something isn't working, fine. Go and top up your skills. Come and join my membership community. You know, whatever you need to do to actually learn the step-by-step -step stuff and then look at, I don't think it's lack of ideas that's holding you back. You know, what's actually going on there? What do you actually need to break down more? Because often there's a lot more going on to the idea of being visible than I think we give ourselves credit for, you know? So yeah, so that's pretty much what visibility means to me. It's interesting that you use the word game in there mm. because I do think people get hung up on the numbers and the stats is obviously like a scoreboard. So there's that element of it. There's also the idea of trying to game the system. Somehow I'm going to beat the system. I'm going to beat the algorithm with this one piece of copy or content or whatever. And I'm going to go viral and that's going to beat, beat it all. When obviously, of course, the rules are constantly changing. The rules are constantly changing. We're not told what the rules are. They're free apps. Um, there are always different ways to use them. There are different ways to use them within the different ways to use them. Um, and I think that sometimes it could be quite easy to throw the baby out with a bathwater and go, Instagram doesn't work for me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're a really visual business. So I, I and, and you are trying to target women uh, in a, within a certain age range. So they're going to be on Instagram. So you better, you better try a different thing on Instagram. I don't know what to tell you, um, you know, and, um, and I do think that when we think of the game, then we do think, yeah, beating that, beating the system, the number of times people have said to me in the past, oh, Google hates me, Instagram hates me. No, they don't. No, they don't hate you. Um, they have no brain. Um, it's literally a computer. Um, and uh, no matter what we might think about AI, it hasn't actually taken over the human race yet. Um, and I do think that we, it's not very healthy for us to think about beating the system um because there isn't just one system that we're trying to beat there's multiple it's like multifaceted there are so many factors involved um we haven't actually determined where we're going so if we haven't determined what direction we're heading in it's sort of like climbing into an uber and expecting them to know telepathically where we want to get to um so we can't like go haha i'm not gonna leave you on that um and then they're like yeah but we don't know where you want to go and you're like, ha, ah, no, but I'm not going to give you a map because I'm beating the system. You know, like it doesn't work. Um, I use, I like to use analogies a lot. And, and so, and I think that when you um, are, when you have this kind of mindset of I'm beating the system or I'm going to try and beat the system, I'm going to try and not play the game. 
then you're going to just end up being really resentful of your business and then resentful of any clients who do come your way because you're like, oh, well, I don't even know how you found me. And then basically just give up on the marketing game altogether and then you'd have a business. So it's like this kind of like you're driving yourself into the ground, basically. Um, so there are elements. Yes, like I said, from the buffet table that you take up, be absolutely like you can't beat the system on every single platform. Like it's just not going to happen, you know. No. The amount of like what's invested in the teams that are there to create these algorithms and work through and get you know hold people's attention it's, it's a whole massive thing so for you yeah. as one person to be like I'm gonna take you down <laughs> like yeah. it's just it's too much to you know you just got to kind of accept that that is what it is and that's what yeah. it's designed for and really try and do it in a way that is enjoyable for you because if you're not enjoying it as you say like where your clients are whether you enjoy it or not that's going to make a bigger difference because that comes across doesn't it like that if you're kind of I hear so many business owners being like oh I hate social media but I've got to do it and like that's going to come through isn't it in your interactions in your posts and if you've got that kind of quite negative attitude or you're really you know struggling with it it's it's not going to be a great way to kind of spark those lovely connections if you're kind of like, oh, I have to do it. Nope. Nope, exactly. And when I think about opportunities, that's what I'm really thinking about. It's the connections. Mm. You know, I have so many wonderful people in my life thanks to the connections of being visible. Um, I have a business, a thriving business, thanks to being visible. I continue to think of different ideas thanks to being visible. Like, but invisible in different ways at different times. There's not a prescriptive way that I'm doing it. Um, and also by being open to what those connections say to me, share with me. Um, you know, I really kind of, community is really, really important to me, but it's also, it needs to be important to the visibility game because we are, we're a pack of animals. You know, we're not like, we're not individuals. We're not, we need these connections in our lives. And because of the internet, that obviously happens more and more online. And I think that we don't give ourselves enough grace and space to do that. I think that we need to, you know, like I, I love the course that you're doing with Vicky Lee, where copy that connects. I just love the title of it alone. I was like, that's exactly obviously what copy needs to do. Um, because that's obviously a really important part of the visibility game. When you're mm. reading words, you need to feel good and connected to those words, right? It's a bit like I've just rebooted my own podcast um, because I really enjoyed actually connecting with people in that way. Um, and again, it comes back to I'm not just maintaining a presence. Sure, if I want to, if I, you know, if I was kind of like trying to shoot for this kind of really high flying lifestyle, I'm not. I'm just trying to have a lovely life that I really enjoy and that you know is sustained by my business you know so I think that I can't remember what the original question was um I've gone on a few different tangents there but yes visibility <laughs> <laughs> I think probably um ties in really with what you've kind of been saying but um what would you say like are your kind of top tips for someone that wants to get more visible in their business and obviously we know that there's quite a lot of sometimes quite a lot of barriers for people to do that but yeah yeah, yeah. kind of 
top you tips. need support yeah you need support in place you need to some some people i speak to don't have supportive partners or supportive families for their businesses and whilst that breaks my heart there are many online communities where you can find that support my visible vibes membership community casual plug <laughs> is one such place um where basically all female entrepreneurs but also the the free ways being on instagram finding your people um finding those connections the number of times i've reached out to people hasn't always worked out but i've worked i'm you know i'm connected with people all over the world thanks to this little old app and that's where i choose to spend my time and make those connections so support you need to find the right support you also need to feel inspired if you don't feel inspired and however that looks to you whether that's you know, buying your favorite magazines and feeling inspired by that, whether that's reading fiction, whether that's getting out in nature, whether that's having conversations with people and a coffee and a catch up. You know, like Sammy said to me on Friday, I've often thought of messaging you, let's go out for a pint. I was like, please do. I love to be invited out for a pint. I don't do coffee dates, but I do do pints. <laughs> you know, like it's just, I can't, I can't. <laughs> oh, I can't bear coffee shop dates. I'm just like, well, we've drunk our coffee. What's next? You know, find another coffee. I don't even drink that much coffee. It probably doesn't help. Um, so <laughs> I'm like, I might have a slice of cake. I don't know. Um, and I think that when, yeah, so support and inspiration. So who inspires you? Lean into more of that. So I love reading like older, famous women memoirs. I love reading their autobiographies and memoirs and it inspires me. Or I love reading, um, you know, in fact, memoirs in general are really fun to read for me. I just I just love reading about, I'm just reading those other people's lives. Um, and, and I just think that, you know, finding people who maybe I would never have met in real life. I've come across them on Instagram. I follow them for a bit because I love their colourful home or I love the ridiculous videos they put out with their cat or, you know, whatever it is. And I think that that is something that's really, really important to me because if I don't feel inspired, then I don't feel inspired to put out any of my own content, whether that's related to whatever I'm inspired by or not. So support and inspiration. And also education. I do think that there's obviously, I'm going to say it because I offer a lot of different trainings, but if you're not open to learning new ideas and new concepts, new tools and techniques, you're going to drive yourself into the ground. Some people say to me, but Maddie, I don't want to grow my business. I just kind of want to like maintain it. That's absolutely fine. I'm not going to say, you know, everyone's got to have a multi-million pound business in order to feel validated. That's just not how I roll. Um, and I do think that there is a lot to be said for this kind of, oh, well, there's a big, there's a big difference between the struggling artists and the high-flying multi-million coaches. And what do you do if you want to live in that in-between? So, you know, obviously this is why it's brilliant that your podcast is because this is the sort of people you speak to, right? And so I think that when you are looking at that, you need to feel that you are gaining something isn't the right word. But when you are feeling supported and inspired, you are more open to learning. And therefore those kind of three things really help um, you kind of, they buoy you along, I suppose. Boy, do I mean, yeah, sort of help help you feel motivated to move forward because no one can feel motivated on their own you need you need all those kind of three things around you I feel yeah that's a big one it is really hard um 
you know especially when you're the only person in your business you spend enough time on your own and in your own head (laughs) so it's nice to have those other people to connect with even if it's just like oh god it's you know it's a tough day or this is hard or and the people go yeah know exactly what you mean it's fine you know or yeah had loads of um brilliant conversations I'm part of the small business hive um and they've been brilliant because I always come away from any of those meetups um because I've realized that although I'm kind of fairly introverted I do need people around me I do need physical human interaction so I was like okay this is becoming a problem in my business that I'm that inspiration bit was starting to wane because it's like okay it's me in this room (laughs) like a lot of the time and I need to get out and about and so I started joining some in-person meetups and it's just amazing how you just those conversations spark and it's just like well why don't you try this or I know this person or they're really great follow them or you might find this really interesting and it's amazing how you come away like buzzing with ideas that you're not going to get if you're just sort of stuck in a room with your laptop or you know not in you know communicating and being in part of, of wider communities and it's um nice when you can find especially other introverts as we like to call them um other like-minded people as well that are kind of like yeah you're doing business your way I'm doing it my way and yeah it's nice to see other people really doing it their own way and realizing that yeah there is as we say like there is no blueprint um so the more visibility we can give to to those people um yeah yeah I definitely yeah I also think that it's very much a a feminist a feminist thing as well to recognize that we are all very different but we can all do things different ways and still see the success that we want to see in our own businesses I think it's very much uh we've been taught by the men what business is supposed to look like uh I don't know whether you saw yesterday on my story Sammy I was talking about how why is it professionalism means that you're not allowed to have a personality um and because I do think there's a lot to be said for that and I think you know I was getting the messages from from people like yes because we've been taught to run a business like a man and I don't think even the men are finding that very interesting anymore you know like I I don't know whether anyone ever did and like it's just like actually by having our own businesses we get to explore that side a lot more that uniqueness that we all have that personality that we want to share and therefore be able to find those connections more easily because we're doing that yeah I think that's the thing is that we're not corporate entities you know yeah we're not behind this facade it is and and that's tricky because that's you know um as one of our other podcast guests said you know visibility is vulnerability and it's that's I mean well it'd be interesting to see you know from you with all the women you work with I imagine that vulnerability piece is probably comes up a lot because it's like getting yeah. through that okay if I'm really showing and connecting because that is how you connect with showing who you really are that's pretty yeah. vulnerable to you know once you put yourself out there then you're open to scrutiny open to judgment um so I can imagine that yeah being out for people. it is but I will say this you're actually being vulnerable to yourself rather than vulnerable to the scrutiny of others I think that we're the worst judge of ourselves and that we give ourselves an extremely hard time um but that's because of everything that's been ingrained in us to do so you know we have not been told it's okay or safe that's why it feels weird 
um, mm. to be vulnerable and to be open and to share what we're passionate about, um, which is probably why I'm so enthusiastic about all of this. Um, and particularly, you know, showing up as yourself, because I do think that we need to speak up for our weird niche little interests. We need to, you know, be unapologetically weird because let's face it, we are all pretty odd ducks. Um, like that's why we run our own businesses, like <laughs> we just are. Um, and I think that when it comes to vulnerability, then we need to find ways to kind of mitigate that risk, I suppose, because what's happening is that our all our kind of inner protector self, all our different sort of factors are trying to come into play and they're going, this isn't safe and here's all the reasons why. And actually, that's what happens whenever you try something new, whenever you try something in a new way. So that actually, if you just sort of start to dip your toe in the water, maybe show up, show your face on stories a bit more, but don't quite speak yet. Or if you go, oh, my God, I really, you know, I'm never going to dance on reels. Like, I would never do that. Fine, don't do that. Find other ways to do it. You know, there's kind of ways to step in and just to kind of to, to show yourself, oh, yeah this isn't actually as terrifying as I thought. I'm not judging myself as much as I thought, or maybe I am, but other people aren't. And that's kind of like the way that I am helping myself feel safe in that way. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, I'm rambling, but I do think there's a lot to be said for, um, for showing that we can do, we can do these things, but we don't have to like, it's not about like feeling the fear and doing it anyway. It's about showing ourselves that we can be safe taking these steps and, um, and, and yeah, and showing up anyway. Yeah. It's a bit like a muscle, isn't it? That you kind of build up. I mean, yeah. I think we were a bit like that with the podcast. We were kind of like, yeah. neither of us really had any desire to have a podcast, but because we kept having these conversations, the two of us, it was like, just kept saying like, this is an idea that just won't go away. It's like, it keeps knocking. Like, I think we need to, have these conversations more publicly and with other people because these are important things um to say and you know the first podcast recording I was ill for a week a whole week I was literally my whole nervous system just went because it was like oh, I'm gonna be out there people you know yeah. actually people are actually gonna listen maybe <laughs> heaven forbid and of course now it's like it's fine and and yeah. it's it gets less scary as you say you've proven okay I've done it I didn't die nothing the world didn't end um yeah. it, it, you know yeah just and and um go on to do other oh, things for sure yeah for sure I remember when Instagram stories first became a thing and people were like Maddie with your personality you definitely need to be doing Instagram stories I remember three different business coaches said that to me and I cried every time someone said that to me I said absolutely not don't be ridiculous I hate the way I look no one wants to see this face. No one wants to hear this voice. Like, I really wasn't kind to myself about it at all. Now I can't bloody get me off them. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, I'm on there every day, um, no matter how I look. Um, but I really was like, oh, you know, I sound too much like Emma Thompson, Julie Andrews had a baby. And everyone will be like, oh, you know, she's like, <laughs> yeah, as if that's a problem. Like, what? Uh, they're quite famous, actually, Manny. Um, uh, you know, like, but I really, you know, I really wound myself up about this. And so when people say to me, I don't like my voice, I'm like, it doesn't actually matter whether you like your voice or not. The fact is that people are listening to what you're saying rather than how you're saying it, 
look at me like, oh my God. And some people do love the fact that I can't say thesaurus or thesaurus or theosaurus. I don't know what it is. I don't know which one the right one is. Okay. I still don't. But they're not going to be like, oh God, I'm not going to give Maddie any money because she can't say thesaurus. Um, you know, like it's just not going to, but like that's kind of like the overthinking that we might get into because mm. someone once might have said that to us once upon a time. Um, like I said, I didn't have blue hair when I first started out. And uh, when I started to kind of become more colourful on the outside and people were like, it's like people, someone's like turned you inside out, Manny. And just like, <laughs> um, da-da! And I was like, yes, it feels really vulnerable, actually. It feels like sandpaper being rubbed against my, like, my guts, you know, like it was just, it was really, really weird. So I do get it. I do. Um, but I am very fortunate to have quite a lot of counselling along the way, had a lot of mental health support, and I continue to. Um, I find that side of things extremely important I was talking to someone the other day about how I've never been to the gym before in my life but you might say I've been addicted to the mental health gym my whole life um you know like it's just that's how I choose to prioritize taking care of myself so I do get it but like you said it is a muscle and you need to practice that muscle um what I was going to say was when I did start doing Instagram stories I decided to because I'm zero to 60 sometimes I decide to do an Instagram takeover. Do you remember them? Do you remember how they were a big thing? Yeah. You would like, like, I don't know what happened to them. Anyway, this was years ago. And I got in touch with an account in America who had 120,000 followers of female entrepreneurs. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to do it. So I did a day takeover on their stories. Do you know what happened? Absolutely zilch. Nothing, nada, whatsoever. Nothing happened. Didn't get a single inquiry. Got about five new followers. That was it. Like nothing. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how little happened from me giving SEO tips over on their Instagram stories. So it really was a valuable lesson in the fact that actually maybe that was my fear all along, that nothing would happen as opposed to getting scrutinized. So I think that I, that was quite a bad, you know, whenever I sort of, I'm like, are you, are you worried about being visible or are you worried about being too visible? I think that, that you know, in all the different ways and then it's still not working out. So yeah. it's interesting to have that kind of thought process as well and to really kind of map out almost in your mind what 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 do you want to happen? What would you like to happen? Um, and what are you worried that will happen? And how can you mitigate that? Like quite logically. And then that will also help you kind of mitigate that that risk that your emotional self is really going through. Yeah, because it's probably more the fear of being ignored than being... <laughs> yeah. We, we no talked about that, this right? before, didn't we? We <laughs> think... Are you are you genuinely afraid of being seen, or actually is the worst thing a tumbleweed? Being... Yeah. What is more more frightening, genuinely, when it comes down to it, is is it actually that no one will respond and pay attention to you? Yeah, and 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 you can't quantify that because you not everybody does respond. People read it or see something and be like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, you know, you think about it or. You, you don't immediately tell everybody everything you like about everything they've said. Um, so it until you see someone later on who's like, oh yeah, I saw that like last year or the um, you know the, the the lady that messaged us about you know she's in Australia and she listened to one of our podcasts and because we were talking about this, she did an like an Instagram live because she was like, well, I'm really scared about doing it, but I just did it anyway because you know, and it was like, oh my god, see like yes you know you don't know what it who's it who it's reaching and how it's impacting them so yeah. it 
yeah obviously it's a very human nature isn't it human emotion to be scared of that and nobody wants to be ignored and outside the tribe but at the same time like we can't control you know what other people are thinking and, and know what they're thinking so it's yeah. having a, a lot more impact than you even realize oh for sure for sure I often like to joke about lurkers and stalkers don't underestimate your lurkers and stalkers because they're the ones who are going to open their wallets when you next launch something some of the people I'm just like, because like, so it's so funny with course, with my course launches, they work so differently to my membership launches. So with my course launches, it's usually like quite a funnel. They come along and they do my free three day challenge. And then they're like much more likely to buy the course or, or they've been messaging me for about a year since the last launch going, I didn't want to join this time, but they'll basically respond to every single story I do going, can't wait to join Blogging for Gold. Great. Good. I'm launching in September. But then with the membership, who knows where they come from? They're lurkers. They're like, I, I, they, they might they can't, might do my free thing. They most likely don't. And then they just come and join the membership anyway. And I find that so fascinating. Mm. So that's how I know that the visibility game works because I am not doing a prescriptive thing. Like I am trying different ways. I've got my email list. It's not massive considering how long I've been in business. But then again, that's the thing that I'm like, oh, I can't bother them too much because, you know, I might lose even more. Like, it's so funny, the psychology of it all, right? But actually, sometimes people say to me, oh, I'm not going to start an email newsletter. I've only got 60 subscribers or something. And I'll always say this. So if you're listening to this, gang, I started with 12 subscribers on my list and I always used to get sales from that list. Like it was, whether it was one of them or someone they told about me it worked really well and then before I knew it, I had a hundred subscribers and before I knew it I mean now I've got around 2,000 so it's just like it's just so interesting isn't it it's just like again I can't remember what your original point was but like the point like I honestly I get so lost in there um so yeah email marketing and Instagram posts and sometimes I do Facebook ads sometimes I don't and Sometimes people go to me, oh, you have to do Facebook ads, do course launches. Well, you could if you want to reach a certain number, but sometimes it doesn't always work anyway. Like, and I think there are just so many factors that we we get lost in comparison. Oh, yes, I remember what I was going to say. Back to the workers and stalkers. Um, people don't, people literally don't even like your posts, but will tell you how much they enjoy your content. Mm. Like, it's so, and that, that really used to throw me off in the beginning. I was like, why can't you like all my posts if you like my content? Um, you know, I need to know, I need to have that personal validation because otherwise what's the point of me showing up anyway? And actually that's not the point. The point is that they hopefully eventually buy something from me, uh, yeah. but not always the case anyway. Not everyone who follows me is going to buy. Um, and I think that's also quite a, a weird part of the visibility game as well. You're like, I'm showing up to a lot more people than are ever going to open their wallets for me. But that's part and parcel of it. If you walked into every shop on the high street and bought something from every shop that you passed yeah. every time you walk past that shop, it's not very sustainable is it <laughs> definitely not you'd soon have an empty wallet although yes. I feel like pubs might have a different <laughs> different <laughs> I think then it might be acceptable <laughs> you can go into every pub past a pub well maybe it depends on the day I suppose <laughs> <laughs> depends how many there are in the village as well so um our audience are largely people like us, as in Sammy and I, in the sense <laughs> of being kind of empaths, highly sensitive, 
generally quite introverted. How much do you resonate with these descriptors yourself? Um, and what role do you think they've played in your own visibility journey, firstly? Oh, my goodness. Honestly, I have had quite a few conversations recently about my internet personality and my in-person, my real-life personality. Because whilst they are very similar, don't get me wrong, I'm not putting all this act on or anything. Sammy can vouch for that, and so can Yuli. You both met me in real life. Um, but I think that whilst I, you know, I need a lot of recharging time. I really do. For, for all my online stuff that I do, for teaching, you know, that relies a lot of energy to host online classes and calls and all this kind of thing. So I can definitely resonate with that. But I was doing a brand archetype exercise recently um, with a branding coach. And she, there was like, one of the personalities was Jester, and I can't remember what the mm. other ones, there was an explorer, yeah. And it came out with like, I was a Jester and this kind of thing in one aspect. And then another one, I was explorer because I would want to go and like be with everyone and still be very relatable in a very intentional way so that I'm like, I'm, I'm learning along with you lot. Like I'm just know more about the specific techniques and tools available. And so when I'm thinking about, you know, the people that you describe, the descriptors that you just used, I very much feel like I resonate with with that. It's just that I do it with a louder volume voice and I do it with blue hair. And so I think that then people are like, oh no, you don't have a problem with confidence because of all these other descriptors that you also identify with. So I need a lot of recharging time. I need a lot of reflection time. I had my end of month reflection day yesterday. It was lovely. You know, like I just, and I need a lot of kind of processing time. And I think that, those aren't normally things that you would probably kind of look at me and go, oh, that's clearly what she's into. Um, so that I think there's also a certain part of like when you run your own business, you want to be on your own. That's why you're doing it. You don't want to be in this kind of big company, of, you know, big corporate entity or whatever it might be. And that also requires a certain sort of energy, I feel. Yeah. Um, a certain sort of willingness to touch into that vulnerability within yourself to be that kind of person whether you've realized that at this moment or not there's still that kind of I want to be more soulful I want to be I am a creative not I want to be I am a creative I always used to say I'm not creative and people were like um you're, you're what um you know like it, it just wasn't something that I associated with myself I was like I work with creatives but I wouldn't describe myself as creative and then there's also the fact that I've had so many different chapters in my life, as have we all. And I've picked up something from each of those different chapters. And this is who I am right now. Yeah. I'm sure I will be someone else, slightly different in a couple of years' time. But, you know, I hit 40 last year and I had this whole thing. And I was just like, oh, you know, when I turned 30, I was like, I was supposed to have done this and this and this. I was so hard on myself. I was so mean to myself. Then when I turned 40, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to Mexico for a month. Bye. You know, like I was just like basically <laughs> shut down the business for a month. It was amazing. I loved it. So I think that when it comes to how you describe yourself, the things that I've been sharing today, I think they can resonate with so many different types of people. And because I resonate with so many different types of people because of all these different chapters, I think that's the way I'm neatly going to 
pasty when I'm everything I've just said. <laughs> I, the funny thing is, I think when you're being visible intentionally in a way that feels good for you, people can perceive you as being really outgoing and extroverted and you know kind of this really out there person so you know I've got bright red hair and when I'm typing when I'm behind behind a keyboard I'm like I'm in my element so of course I you know people then meet me in person and go oh wait but you're shy (laughs) (laughs) yeah but when you're showing up and being visible in a way that feels good to you and natural you kind of give off this slightly different energy so I know what you're saying when you're saying it's not an act it's just when you are in your element you're bringing a different vibe to it in your zone of genius for sure I think that um something that's also I've realized with the pivot that I you know I've, I've, I've been sharing about um is that I've entered my sassy but soft era so I've still got a lot to say not going to stop saying it I'm probably going to lean more into probably the more feminine feminist aspects of visibility but I'm also with that comes that sense of vulnerability and probably needing more time to recharge in between I think that's such a good point because when when you're talking about visibility it's all about the the front end but actually in order to do that side of it you need the rest and the time and the processing and and I think that probably doesn't get spoken about enough in terms of the energy levels and maintaining that and everyone everyone's different and some people get energy from things some people it sucks energy from them but yeah where that works for you and I think that's probably quite hard like I, I probably find that hard definitely building that in as part of the business as part of the work is the rest and the the processing time yeah. and you know so yeah. that you can then show up as you know in that zone of genius when you do yeah yeah for sure I think that when we're when we are um doing these things to be visible I call it the vulnerability hangover mm-hmm. so after a podcast interview like this for example I'll go and sit have some quiet time before I crack on with the next thing I won't immediately go into the next thing. That's just not how my energy works, my ebb and flow. And I, classic example, I hosted a podcast interview last week, my own podcast, Visibility Talk. And I had this brilliant conversation with this amazing guest and for an hour. And at the end, I realized that it hadn't recorded. Um, but just before that, I gave her this whole talk that was her first ever podcast interview. She was so excited. I was so excited. It was great. I've known her for some years. And I was like, now listen, after this, you'll probably have what I described as a vulnerability hangover and went through these steps as to how I manage it and how she was going to manage it and everything. And that when we got off that, that's when I realized it hadn't recorded. And I was so mean to myself. I cannot tell you. I was so horrible. I was in a disgusting mood that evening. I went to my friend's birthday at the pub. I was like, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just in a horrible mood. They were like, well, thank you for coming, we guess. Um, <laughs> for bringing that horrible mood with you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Happy birthday. And then I went, yeah, exactly. Happy birthday. And then um, on Friday morning, I went and played tennis with my partner. I hadn't played tennis since I was like a teenager. So I was a really angry player. And my partner was like, um, you're, you're quite you're quite angry. You, are you okay? And I was like, I was like, 
and but I was swearing so loudly on the tennis court and there were kids around and I every time I swore then I would just kept going sorry and then Ricardo goes you, you could just dial it back just a little bit I'm like it's okay you don't actually have to be quite so angry and I was like I was like don't tell me what to do <laughs> like trying to like pack the ball really badly because I'm not a good player um and so from, that's probably why I needed a few drinks at the pub when I saw you Sammy um because I yeah. was just like okay Hello, this is what's happening yeah I really hadn't forgiven myself but luckily the guests had agreed to come back and all as well oh, but but honestly I was just like I was like you're such a stupid person like how dare you make mistakes who do you think you are and I was like who do I think I am that I'm never gonna make a mistake oh yeah. my god like come on Maddie like I've made so many mistakes I and I know it's a cliche but I learn way more from my mistakes than I ever do from my successes ever do um and I think that's a really important thing to learn about being visible as well yeah, yeah. certainly not all, all perfect is it so you've made me cry for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleased <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing, you're learning, Sammy. I'm exactly. <laughs> it's my favourite way to learn, definitely. Um, well, I suppose probably just quite nice to wrap up then. It's, it's a nice sort of point to, to end on. And obviously, um, we always like to ask our guests the following question. Um, what one thing do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? So if we started the phrase, dear soulful business owner, I wish you knew this. How would you finish it off you know that a little bit of doom scrolling is inevitable but it's not how you're going to find the answers it's a good one to end and that yeah and I think that's for any kind of app where you might be present <laughs> brilliant thank you so much for coming on and being a celebrity guest <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much thank you it's been such a pleasure thank you and um no doubt see you again soon Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Digital Gold Dust podcast. We're sure you took away some shimmer from this one. We'd love it if you join our circle of subscribers. Do hit the subscribe button to keep up with our latest conversations. If you have thoughts to share about this topic or you'd like to get in touch with either of us about our work, you'll find our contact details in the show notes. If you love the podcast, you can get involved in the conversation using Anchor Voice Notes and you can help us to spread the word and continue the Kindred conversation by leaving a review. Until next time.